Welcome, folks, to another episode of That's Canon on this cold, wintry day. Actually, by the time they I don't know, to what point, I don't know what point in the future you guys <laughs> yeah. will be listening to it because uh, we read these way in advance. But it's been the coldest two weeks <laughs> Shit, I yeah. think ever in my history of living in Canada. Oh, really? Uh, Is that bad in the in the two? Yeah, we hit minus 35 also. Um, all week it's been about minus 25, 26 consistently. Right? It hasn't been that bad here, has it? No. no the worst, yeah. the worst I, think, I, think, yeah, I think for some reason it's all, this whole vortex has flipped everything on its head. Mm-hmm. And we're getting all the cold weather now. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, but today it's not that bad. I went outside for a little coffee this morning. And today was like, I think, back down back down to like minus 10. Woo! That's sweet. No, um, the worst I've yeah. is negative 51, though. Jesus! Oh yeah, you yeah, told us. I, tra- yeah, I travel yeah. up north like, for one of my. This crazy, yeah, this crazy bastard went no, up north. Uh, I I, I traveled in the, the Nuna. It's actually called Nunavik, like the crown of Quebec. It's called right, yeah, Nunavik yeah, yeah. there, and I was in one of their cities once, and it's 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 brutal. It's like if you blink, your eyes would sh- would like assuming that you have like water from like the like just, like, basic, just, moisture. Like, just yeah. basic moisture on your eyelids, they would freeze shut. It was horrible. Yeah, so there's actually a website right now. Um, I, If I can find it, I'll post it, um, where people are actually posting pictures of what's happening with, oh, let's Chicago? say, liquids. Or, uh, I think it's, I think, is it Chicago? I, don't I know, know Chicago, Chicago was doing, like, boiling water in the air, and they were all freaking out, like, whoa, look how cold it is. Oh, God. Yeah, or um, blowing bubbles, and the bubbles are freezing literally what? right in midair. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. So there's, some, there's a website that's, like, showing all these different little phenomenons happening with this cold that's happening. Yeah, because um, Ch- Chicago was minus 45 Fahrenheit, and Celsius and Fahrenheit meet at minus 40. So it was colder than minus 40 Celsius. Yeah, That's crazy. But yeah, getting back to this, uh, today we're actually talking about the wicked and the divine. Uh, the wicked plus the divine, is that kind of how uh, you want to... Yeah, I mean, some people call it the wicked uh, and the divine, the wicked plus the divine, the wicked, the divine. Yeah, it's, it's actually a plus symbol, right? Yeah. But usually that means and in a lot of cases. Uh, yeah. It's just a cool way of, I guess, uh, writing it. But uh, yeah, I don't really have an elevator pitch for this. I don't really have a point of reference for this. Um, to I be honest, do. it's kind of kind of different. For, it's kind of new, and I don't really know how to where to classify it. But before we get into that, uh, we have the, uh, I guess, the pitch that comes with the graphic novel itself. Yes. Uh, the Wicked and the Divine is an image uh, comics novel. What's that? Yeah, I was saying yes. You're right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Acknowledgement from the crowd. Uh, <laughs> I will go ahead and read the pitch now. Every 90 years, 12 gods incarnate as humans. They are loved. They are hated. In two years, they are dead. The team behind critically thermonuclear floor fillers, Young Avengers, and Phonogram reunite to start a new ongoing superhero fantasy with a beautiful oversized issue. Welcome to the Wicked plus the Divine, where gods are the ultimate pop stars. But remember, just because you're immortal doesn't mean you're going to live forever. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> All right, Doc, since you are more, uh, I guess, familiar with this, this was your suggestion. Yeah. Uh, you want to play with the elevator pitch? So, um, 
and this one works well for me because I am a huge, huge geek when it comes to mythology, as a lot of you guys might know. And for those of you who don't know, I am. I really am. I, I own the Encyclopedia of Mythology, the Dictionary of Mythology, the Greek family tree, Greek god family tree, the Norse uh, family tree, uh, and so on and so forth. So this pitch for me would be essentially... I walk into the elevator. I'm like, boss, I got an idea for a comic. I want to take different gods from different pantheons, put them all together on Earth, and just kind of write the story of what happens when humans uh, interact with gods. Because it's one thing to worship from afar, worship an idea. It's another thing to see miracles happen in front of you. It's another thing to feel the power of a god on you. And, you know, uh, there are some people who have... Some people who see religion as a dangerous thing. There's some people who see religion as a weapon. And I want to discuss religion and how it affects people's personalities, minds, and mentalities on uh, as a whole. Mob mentality. Everything. I think it could be. Now, good. this this is like the flip side of religion because there are darker entities at hand here. Well, there's a mix. Uh, there's it's, a mix. It's more that they just yeah. said they don't they don't limit gods to being good. No, no, yeah. exactly. Yeah, the, the God also means devil in this. Like, it's God, well, gods in this it's means literally Yeah, <laughs> gods in this essentially means uh, a being of um, of like immortal power. So yeah. anyone that historically has been worshipped or has been uh, a an, a significance of the divine is a, a option um, for them to choose in the pantheon. All right. So yeah. Cool. Cool. I'm gonna All do right, my Dave, best. Do you have anything to add to that? I, I could do. I could oh, do, sorry. I, I'm gonna do no, my, no, go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna do my elevator pitch. So, okay. uh, you know, I take a nice sip of water, then I go see my boss walking down the hallway. Yo, boss, what's up? He's like, yeah, yeah, come in. You have 12 seconds. All right, cool, cool. Is that that's great that you gave me 12 seconds because I'm gonna propose you a story about 12 gods. So check it <laughs> out, right? So we never touch gods. It's always taboo, but everyone likes like you know controversial shit. So we're gonna bring in gods. He's like, all right, all right. But this is the twist. It's not going to be like gods that are like on, uh, you know, in the clouds going on. They're going to be at human level. We're going to be street level gods going on right now. We get like popular, you know, they have concerts where people are like, you know, freaking out. You know, you have like the god of like love. You know, people are like, you know, jizzing their pants and stuff, fainting left and right. And they're going to be popular people they're like, OK, cool, cool. All right. What's the catch? The catch is they die after two years because, you know. And then they come back like about 90 years later. And the guy's like, wait, wait. So someone kills them. They they, they die like they're gods. So they do. They, they have a, a lifestyle. It's like, no, 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 no. No one kills they have them. An expiry date. They don't have an expiry date. So then how do they die? They kill each other. Why? It's like, I haven't gone that far yet. It's not <laughs> yeah. that important. Yeah. Just follow me. He's like, I'm following you. Okay, you could start writing now. <laughs> That is fair. That is fair. As someone who's read ahead, it, that that initial introduction makes it so, like, I, I wonder if the original writer was just, the original editor was like, you need to explain why they die in two years somehow. Because if you just started with that and they all just keep referencing, in two years we die, your readers are going to lose their shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> How do they kill each other? Oh, they kill each, they actually kill themselves after two years. Why? haven't gone that far yeah, yeah you might not have the how but you definitely should have like that they do <laughs> that's it all right uh those were the elevator pitches and now we're gonna go into our favorite segment judgment call now Ooh. if you guys tune into the last episode or the last issue 
I was once again a loser in this uh, <laughs> battlefield. Um, hopefully another chance. Uh, but I've lost enough battles in men that I don't think I'm going to make a comeback. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you you have your, right. your Rudy moment, man. You never know. Exactly. Today is the winner of the last one, uh, Doc, versus our resident, uh, I think, you're up this season, probably. In I think game. I'm up by one. I had a strong start, and then I started failing. All right. Undisputed champion of this season, Dave. Um, and we're going to let the challenger go first. All right. All right. We'll, give, uh, we'll give Doc uh, 10 seconds here. Oh, am I the challenger? Through. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, what do you think? Well, I'm saying I'm... challenger based on the season, not based on your oh, last victory. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's a, that's where I was. Yeah. Mis- I, I missed it a little bit more clear, I guess. I realize. I'm like, why isn't he saying anything? <laughs> yeah, because usually I talk a lot. <laughs> uh, so uh, as, okay. as you guys know, I am a pretty big fan of... Well, are you got the timer going? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's I, got, a big... I got the timer. Okay. okay. okay you already started. I, as soon as you started talking. Oh, okay. Well, there, I've just maybe, lost time. Maybe, maybe restart. Thanks, Dave. You know restart, you know restart, restart, restart. Thanks a lot, Dave. I was really clear. I'm you sabotaging just gave him time to think there, Dave. Not really. <laughs> All right, ready? Yes. <laughs> All right. Action Comics 64. In 1943, we introduced a villain known as Toy Man. This young gentleman was named Winslow P. Schott. Schott? I, I'm not sure if I pronounce that correctly he is a rotund young man uh slightly psychotic and very dark and you know why because he's been misunderstood his whole life have you ever been a child who's wanted a toy and wanted the freedom and the experience as a child myself once upon a time i remember wanting to have a toy a specific toy and the hurt that came from not having it and that is both a unfortunate thing because it teaches children this idea of you know you deserve it you didn't do anything but it also introduces the anger that some people just don't outgrow and the toy man did not outgrow it he turns into one of the darkest people and decides to turn the toys against people the things that bring joy to people he makes it a weapon and you know why that's interesting the psychology behind it and that's why i think he would make a very interesting character because the psychology behind the toy man and the kind of and hear me out a noir-esque story of disaster and anger is what i think would be very very interesting for us to learn the toy man is someone that destroys lives but why does he destroy lives tell it to me with a backdrop of black a coat and shiny reflective glasses where you never see his eyes or his soul because there is none the toy man is a monster and he's going to prove it to you by taking the things you love and the things that you give to your children and making those the weapons of mass destruction the weapons that he will use to hinder lives the toy man is someone we should consider and respect because he could be one of the darkest villains and that is my that is my time. Thank you. All right, Dave. What is this reaction? Are you are you I like? I felt like I was in court and listening to like closing. You know, like you, closing. You know, we should I have this. We should have this anything. taped. We have to start taping I these things just, and presenting them taped because this is ridiculous. Ladies and gentlemen, I just said what I said. My tone and delivery may have been a little bit different. 
but it's because I want to emphasize the importance. <laughs> oh, okay. God. And Sorry. I was laughing. That was <laughs> No, no. It's not. <laughs> great great up, argument. Bro. Oh, God. Dave, uh, I'll give you a five-second countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. So who am I going to talk about, ladies and gentlemen? I'm going to talk about the most underrated Green Lantern there is. I'm going to bring up the Wog, as I recall, as I call him, but in essence, his name is Kilowog. I'm a, a, an alien, a man on a loan, a man who used to live in a community that his planet was all about community and being with his brothers, and it unfortunately got ripped away from him. And how, where did he find his new brothers? In the Green Lantern Corps. That being said, Kilowog was initially uh, a scientist on his, on his home planet. Uh, he eventually got bestowed a Green Lantern ring. He ended up being a recruit that uh, the original uh, main uh, trainer of the Green Lanterns made scoffed at. And then by the time uh, he rose to being a Green Lantern, he not only rose to one of the highest ranks, when uh, the trainer went and saved all the new rookies, he literally looked at Kilowog and said, you are the new trainer. You can lead and turn all of our men into the Green Lanterns that they need to be. He's shown willpower beyond any type of belief, including that when his planet was destroyed, he went to set planet, saved all the souls and put them in his own power ring and then brought those billions of souls. So that's showing his strength and his courage and his willpower. And he brought it to a new planet for only for what to happen for Sinestro out of all people to destroy that planet. Heartbroken, he still came back and he still leads the Green Lanterns of today. What's my problem? My problem, he has been absolutely underutilized in every single thing he's been in. The Green Lantern movie was a joke and he was the worst part of it because they didn't show him whatsoever. Uh, he's known to be one of the most, although the strongest, sternest person to meet, he is a one of the most loyal, honorable people to ever dawn on the ring. He is someone who has the most mystique about him that should be given way more shine. Uh, other things that he, another thing that he has happened to him, he has died and come back to life. Uh, he played a, a key role in Infinity Wars in regards to the Thanagardian uh, War. Uh, he was one. He's so respected. He was one of the honor guards at Superman's funeral, which I think speaks volumes of him. And all this mystique. How does he? How does he have all this? We don't know. But you know what? I want to know. All hey, right, hey. that's I, time. I understand the passion, but please be careful with my table. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the aggression, over here. the aggression coming All off right. of this man. Uh, I fear, I fear for my life. Good arguments, good arguments. Your uh, honor, I'm uh, scared. I guess we'll give, we'll give, <laughs> bailiff, remove this man. Wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> 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 Uh, all right, so I guess I'll let Dave go ahead. I'll go first and give uh, this argument, this counter argument, a shot. Ready? All right. God. The only good thing about your argument is that you're able to speak so elegant. That's the only reason why he sounded even important. You had to talk so <laughs> elegant because the guy is trash. You want to know why he's trash? Because you're right. Toys bring kids joy. Even as adults, toys bring us joy. Hence, your room full of uh, transforma uh, transformers. Of With course. that being said, you know what he is? He's just a fucking jerk who wants to spit on everyone because he can't fucking grow up. And you know what? Get Find your balls and grow the fuck up. Second of all, the fact that he's actually a fucking Superman villain makes no sense because the only reason why his toys would make any sense is if he had kryptonite in it. It's garbage. And you want, you want to know who does it better? Marvel does it better. 
It's called arcade. And you know what? People don't even like arcade. Why the hell are they going to like a guy who plays with fucking ducks? Mm-hmm. It's garbage. It's boring. I'm getting bored just talking about it. He is useless <laughs> and... Yeah, he's useless. He has he has a bobblehead on his head. He's like that that DJ with the big mouse head. And you know what? At least he pulls it off. The mm. mouse guy, not him. Mm. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. You don't have to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, Doc, you ready? Yes. Three, two, one. A failure. Billions of people died because of a failure. Not because of Sinestro, because someone who wasn't worthy to even wear the ring walked out and failed everyone. And you want to tell stories about him? What's the point about telling stories about people that deserve to be in the ground? I want to see a real hero step up. You know why they made him the honor guard at Superman's funeral? Because they couldn't think of anyone big enough to carry the damn thing. They looked at that moron. They said, let the hog do it. Also, the artists who work on him don't even know how to draw him. Do you know that they don't know if he's supposed to have teeth or not? There are literally debates about whether those flappy things are his teeth or not. That's what people talk about. Not his strength or his power. Whether the flaps on his face are teeth. That's a loser if I've ever heard of one. He's a failure. He failed the billions of people and he should be ashamed of himself. Ashamed. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> yep. That, oh that my was good. god. That was good. That was the most impassioned speech <laughs> I, I think I've heard I like, on this. I like that. On this ever. That's that's how that, that was... see see <laughs> when it's not you two against each other, you guys bring your A game. <laughs> you guys have too much love. Wow. <sighs> this is Man, that was good. I think both that those argument are alone good. makes me just wanna That was a lot of clipping, sorry everyone. <laughs> Wowzers. Mm. <laughs> I can't make up my mind. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Toy Man. It's interesting that you picked this character. I, I, I felt the same way as Dave in the sense that like this can't be a Superman villain. Uh, Superman would eat him up. Mm. Um, it should be more of a Batman villain, mm-hmm. uh, if anything. And even then, I honestly never was really drawn to him. Uh, singles for Kilowog or Kilowog, sorry, Kilowog, because you said hog earlier. <laughs> uh, Kilowog, I never really, and I guess to to his in his defense, it's true. They never really told me his story the way you know it should have been appealing to me to actually even want to understand more about this character, which I never really wanted to. And I hate that Michael Clark Duncan's last one of his last few roles was voicing this character in a Green Lantern movie. It's very disappointed. Um, Henry Rollins, on the other hand, did voice him also in one of the animated movies, actually. And we just talked about Henry Rollins on Geektastic as well, so that's on my mind. Um, out of these two, uh, I hate to give this man another victory. But I am curious in a, a redemption story of sorts. Uh, the last episode, we talked about villains and how we would like to see them have more of a spotlight. And I think Lex and Parasite over this guy any day. Um, Kilowog is our winner. Very fair. Very fair. That's good. Yeah. There, there's more there for me. There's more meat to the story there for me. Whereas Toy Man, yeah, he is a, a, a big kid who... N- hates everyone yeah. now all we need though is for artists to actually draw him properly that's my yes. only request no, no it's honestly the movie the the one where it's uh 
who's that guy? Uh, he's Mr. Blonde in the Reservoir Dog movies. Um, Mike Madsen? Yeah. It was actually yeah. the perfect voice for him. Yeah, he was the guy who played him in the the Ryan Reynolds movies. Okay. But that one was like, like I agree. He's drawn pro- not necessarily the clearest in the comic books, but in that movie, it's like a big blob of yeah. fat. It doesn't yeah. make even but any I, sense. I, I've legit like read things about him, and they've said that like some artists draw him with teeth underneath the things, like the kind mm-hmm. of the flappish, yeah, the flappish he's thing. supposed to be pig like, right? Yeah, and yeah, and but then some people don't draw teeth because they assume the flap things are the teeth, but they never move. Like, like if you're gonna make teeth, like I, I don't know, I find it weird. So I just that, that's why that was one of the reasons I wanted to stick on how poor of a job they've done no, drawing this. No, bastard. the best one is uh, yeah, those, first those flappy things look like a bunch of big toes on his face, too. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree, like, but uh, <laughs> but for him, <clears throat> I think the best, excuse me. <clears throat> I think the best version drawn of him is First Flight, the if the animated movie. Oh yeah, that was really that, good. because it was very clear and they were there, but they weren't like like you said, they weren't flapping around or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one other thing I forgot to mention was that he was the guy who trained Hal Jordan. Yes, which, no, which I know does that, yeah. which does show a lot. But I'm not trying to overwin there. I'm just saying it was it was an interesting fact. All right, you already won. Calm down. Thank you. Uh, Your Honor. <laughs> he slammed okay. on my desk and continues Let's to insult me. <laughs> I feel, Let's move on I to feel our scared. next segment here uh, and dis- uh, discussing the plot. I'll let Doc lead this one since, uh, again, this Woo-hoo! was your choice. I, the one thing I did want to say is God's coming back as pop stars was a little hard for me to swallow at first. Yeah, so um, this one's written by J- Jillian and Mick Kelvey. Uh, this is The Wicked and the Vine. It came out a couple years ago. And I I remember when I read it the first time, I was really, really bored and I legit just was looking for anything to read. And because I really like mythology, I Googled comic books about gods. Okay. And this came up and I was just like, okay. So I read the first five issues and you kind of get this sense of this Laura character. You're just like, okay, she's kind of this interesting character who is trying to understand where she fits in a world where people can be gods and it's been 90 years since the last time this has happened so it kind of feels like i guess like the way we have those like super moons or super blood moon and once in a lifetime you will never see this ever again you'll be dead the next time it comes but in their world that's the fact that gods show up Mm. every 90 years and you're just like well if you live to be 100 you might see it twice but who knows you know Mm. So you have this kid, and I, I also was like, so you're, you're literally living through this kid, because the idea is that this kid is the representation and the lead that you are trying to navigate this world through. Um, and she is infatuated by yeah, these Yeah, I was going to say, Rhodes-tinted glasses. Like, this girl is seeing all the gods in the best possible light, even though these gods are not good people. And... Uh, that's one of the reasons that I really got drawn to this story because when you first start to read, you know, she's talking about the gods and all the different powers and all the things they can do. And, you know, you go and, you know, like Toby was saying, they, they essentially have these concerts. And although the concerts are described as them just making noise and sending off waves of energy, because Laura is just like, you can't even understand what the gods are saying on stage, but you feel. The, the presence and like Dave mentioned you know one got one of the panels is there's a guy watching the god on stage and she like looks towards them and the guy legitimately orgasms in his pants and faints <laughs> yeah well they actually say that yeah also yeah. In the comic. 
and and and, and the idea that th- they're this powerful and this kind of crazy and the girl herself is like watching all of it and essentially from what i understand everyone in that audience audience faints and passes out and they're all in a room in the back and then she's the first one to wake up and she gets introduced to lucifer she's also the last to, to pass out which yeah, is she's what the last made to... lucifer interested by yeah. so i think i think that's what drew i guess lucy lucifer in this case lucy yeah. is the, the name that they call her in this uh, devil being represented by a woman in this situation yeah um she i guess that's what drew her to laura because again last to pass out so maybe she has some sort of resiliency in terms of their powers yeah right and their effect on people and obviously the first to wake up so she doesn't necessarily fall under our transfer too long yeah. so there was probably this like innate curiosity from lucifer's side to be like hmm let's see what this little human's about and that's one of my favorite things about lucifer like reading i've like i said i've read all the way down like almost to the end of the comic book and lucifer is easily one of my favorite characters mm. and um i'm not spoiling anything for you guys if you read because she's the most grounded out of all of them yeah and thus far like lucifer is the most realistic about the situation because one mm. of the things is and like we were mentioning these guys become the, the characters become gods and they do it for two years and then mm. they die like just to clarify, regular humans are there's twelve humans on Earth that apparently are yes. bestowed it off, uh, from some omnipotent character called Anake. I think that's yes. how you Anake. Anake. Yeah. yeah. Or Nanke. Yeah. Or a Nazi. Oh, who cares? Oh boy. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, but yeah, so this character, you, you know, you 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 get bestowed with this power. You could become a representation. You join the pantheon. Uh, you. But the, my thing is, and I, even though I've read all the way through. It doesn't sound like they do anything. <laughs> well, like they they throw these powers, they they throw these parties. They have these powers. They interact with each other. Um, you know, they inspire. I guess what they're doing is what religion says it does. It inspires people and gives people hope. Like it's like they're they're observing and they're inspiring, but they don't they don't um, interfere with the actions of man. So to well, speak. they're not supposed to. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sorry. To. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't read enough forward. But yeah. yeah. Oh no. But even in this, that's what Ananke says towards the end. It's just like you're not like when because at one point you so you go through a lot and I'll explain super quick. You go through all this stuff. Laura meets uh, Lucy. You know, it is kind of like and you know throughout the comic, every time that Laura talks about a different god, she talks about how much she loves them because she's like Toby said, infatuated by the idea of these gods. So you know, you have Baal, Baal Hadad who is some ancient god from some mythology that is like a god of lightning she is essentially just dripping for this dude the first interaction she has with him she's like yeah it's like she talks about it like everything she's saying she's trying to play it off as cool but you get to see her inner monologue and it's all just like essentially take me Mm. and then you know she meets morgan morgana uh, and Morgana has three faces and you get to see the Annie, the Bob, Bobbed or Mor- Morgan. And you kind of see these different aspects of that personality. But she's still obsessed with the Morgan, even though she has never really gone to a Morgan's concert. But she wants to go see. In any case, there's a lot of interacting and a lot of trying to understand the gods and a lot of obsessing over the gods. And Lucifer, though, and this is why I like Lucifer so much. And like Toby said, most grounded. Lucifer really does come across as the one who's just like, I'm just here to have fun, which is how Lucifer would react based on all of history and what we've learned about Lucifer. You know, Sandman's version of Lucifer, every version of Lucifer you've ever written is someone who's just like, and I mean, even Satanism is about this. 
you should be allowed to do whatever you want as long as whatever you're doing doesn't just with anybody else. And that's Lucifer's mentality in this comic. I'm cool. I like to have fun. And my best friend is this other Amaraste. Uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Amaterasu God, um, yeah. which is like a Japanese goddess or something. And that's the other thing. There's comments on like appropriation because it's like the the gods represent from different pantheons from around the world. They all show up in London or not London in England. Sorry, in the UK, they you know a white girl from a 17 year old white girl from down the road is a Japanese yeah. god reincarnated. Mm-hmm. A you know black dude. But from I down- think I think that's why I think it's pretty cool. Is that like all of these religions or all these gods are all just sort of the same thing and they all interact and they're all these they show themselves to people in different ways it's kind of this analogy for how life probably should be it's just like we're all at the end of the day the same thing yes right we can appear as anyone and be anything we want and i think and i was going to say that later but toby hit it on the head i think what the writer was trying to say is we can all actually get along if you just Forget about yeah forget about differences and just accept everyone as they are Mm. and lucifer says that regularly throughout the comic like you know people just need to accept who they are and everything would be cool uh so (laughs) exactly but the other side of it is when the powers come into play and this is also the thing that as a geek i like because it's one thing to write me a comic book where it's a think piece and i have to analyze the the you know race gender um sexuality and stuff like that it's also cool when you do that with gods that snap their fingers and blow up people's heads <laughs> and that's yeah. <laughs> that's where i that that's where they won me over one two three four <laughs> yeah, <boom. laughs> yeah that's one of the cool things about it i mean even they got the, the thanos snap yeah, yeah man yeah they really do they before do. that well after thanos did it but you know i think one of the things that i thought was super cool was the first time they introduced the snap it's so funny how it's done because so you have one of the gods Sekhmet, who's uh, actually, no, you think it's on purpose that they actually depict it as a click instead of a snap? Oh, interesting. Yeah, they always it always it's goes click. click. It's yeah. one, two, three. It's when they snap, click. it always says click. Yeah, it's almost to kind of differentiate themselves. I that is true. That's a good point. I never good, thought about it's that. Good, it's, good, it's a good little yeah. That was yeah. good on, on their part because they have to say one, two, three, four. For some weird reason, it seems that they have to say one, two, three, four before. Like, not all the time though i know yeah there's times yeah, where they do it and they don't count. yeah but that's so what I, always... I, I still couldn't figure out why sometimes they have to but, sometimes they don't but i feel like that's what because they they usually say it the only time she doesn't say it and blows the, their heads up is the judge which makes you think that lucifer didn't do it because she didn't say one two three ah. and that's why i'm like she didn't do it that was I, me right away i'm like okay she. Didn't i never do thought it. she did it. even the first time i read it before you and what you're pointing out is a very interesting point that i never thought of but i never thought lucifer did it no, she, because she was toying okay, with him. He's I like, I thought she did it too, but that's actually a very good clue yeah. right there. Yeah. So that's why I was like, unless she was like in her head counting, yeah. or like later on they say that, or she's like, like with her hands on another hand yeah. doing that, it doesn't make any sense. But it, what's cool is that when you first get interested to, to it, because like we're jumping a little bit ahead, but the first time you actually see it happen, um, <clears throat> you see the first time, well, not the, not the first time, the last time the incarnation. Yeah, 90 ha- years ago. 90 years ago at the, at the, 600th and whatever or 700th day yeah or whatever the last day that they could be alive there's apparently only so many that survived that long and they all do the finger snap thing and then all of a sudden the entire base where they are or billion explodes and you're like that's pretty powerful beings yeah yeah you're like what's <laughs> going on that's what speak my sparked my interest right away i was like yeah because it's it's four gods in a room and they snap and then all of them die yeah, and I don't. The only thing is, I wish they didn't come back as pop stars. 
Okay. It almost seemed it almost seemed like very but, uh, juvenile. But you, well, they don't. It, the it, thing it, is, they don't come back as pop stars. They come back and become pop stars because become people pop stars. because yeah, people yeah, follow true. them and stuff, right? Yeah, like it, especially in a social media world that we live in. Yeah, if they're like example, if one of them decided to do a Twitter account, and be like, oh, I'm a god. They'd have like a million followers in the day. Yeah, or I you think know. people are just drawn to them just by looking at them. Period. Right. That's that's, that's part of the mythos here too. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah. Okay, that would make sense. So regardless, I think even back then they would have just been followed anyway. It was just being called something else, and a I, fellowship or whatever. Yeah. It is, and I, right? I mean it's kind of like cults. Yeah, and it's also yeah, kind of yeah. the concert replaces the concept. And I think this was smart because they didn't want church. to. Yeah, it, like because yep. you can't say that all of them would have a church because you're going to go. If you're going from different religions, you not necessarily every religion necessarily does church. church. Yeah. Oh, you know, they have the different way, ceremonies. Not everyone, not everyone falls under their charm. There are also unbelievers, as they call them. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. There's some so people who are like, you guys are full of BS. Yeah. yeah. Like you're now, you, they think they're like, you're now you see me type yeah. scenario where they're just, you're magicians or whatever. I think it was or, smart you know, for them. The, the character Cassandra, who's like, I mean, you guys could do all of this with. Uh, the journalist sorry yes you're right the journalist cassandra who who's also trans and uh, you know there's like i was saying there's a lot of sexuality mm -hmm. explored mm -hmm. in this comic mm -hmm. that you know at when i was reading it i hadn't read anything like that and i hadn't seen yeah. anything like that uh other than funny enough in the last episode we were talking about midnighter uh who's a gay superhero mm -hmm. um because he's married to apollo from the from the, uh, the authority Wash. yeah the authority yeah, yeah storm the authority um but yeah i, I mean you know lucifer uh, calls out the non-believer uh, and is like poking at Cassandra mm -hmm. specifically knowing that it will upset the person and stuff like that I, I find interesting because Cassandra is trying unfortunately I don't, I don't know what Cassandra's other name is because they really do only refer to that character as although Cassandra. trans as Cassandra mm -hmm. so um, but Cassandra is like Toby was saying a non-believer or unbeliever mm -hmm. and Lucy is annoyed at the fact that uh, Amasteru is taking up this much time to speak to an unbeliever as if you need to defend yourself to them. Mm. But like you said, she's grounded. She's she's very much like a, just like how you would assume the devil would be. Like, I don't give a shit attitude. Yeah. What I find funny though is like the little things, like how she's her own devil's advocate. Like for example, there's there, <laughs> yeah. there's that point where uh, you eventually think it's a laser pointer, but uh, it's an assassination attempt where you see a little red dot going around the room. And I forget the name of the person, Samak. Samek Samek who's like a, a a cat god I'm assuming Egyptian, yeah. Egyptian cat god or Sakmet Sakmet and you know because she has that instinctual stuff she's chasing after the, the so-called <laughs> laser pointer and then when it when she actually chases over Lucy she gets up and she's like okay like fuck you like I'm upset and but that's not funny and just, she takes a moment she's like actually it really is yeah, funny. It, like it is. Like, she's funny. like, it is funny, but like, don't don't fucking do it to me. Yeah, like, yeah. that's basically all she's like really upset about. <laughs> yeah. so you could do it as much so, as you want, but do it on the reporter, not on me. Yeah, don't <laughs> point the laser pointer at me because Sackman will jump on me. Do it to someone else, yeah. <laughs> but it's just yeah. Um, we're spending a lot of time on Lucy, but I do want to move the story a little a little forward here. That's um, right. So you're talking about the red dot scenario. So they're sitting down talking to this journalist, and there's a red dot pointing in the room. And they thought someone's using a laser pointer, but it turns out there are actually gunmen across the building across yeah. trying to kill the gods or kill Lucifer. Yeah. And that's at that point that Lucifer actually did snap her fingers at the, for in that scenario to, you know, blow up the heads of the snipers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, actually, it's brought them back to life. No, I, she doesn't count this one. That's true. Hey, guess my name. 
and then just does the click. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I did. Yeah, so maybe he or she, sorry, Lucifer is capable of doing that without, without snapping. So, yeah. That, yeah, I forgot to even bring up that point. That's pretty much why I knew there was more than one scenario where that happened. Mm. Um, and then Lucifer gets arrested at that point because she used her powers and killed somebody, but they couldn't really prove it. Yeah, this right? is what I find. And this is why, I, I mean, I know you're saying we're talking about Lucifer a lot, but the first arc is about Lucifer essentially absolutely uh I, I mean I, I do want to just move the story along as well. yeah uh, I I do think it's important to point out though that Lucifer then after arrested is in court and is defending herself and the whole idea is just like well I mean you guys don't believe we're gods so the fact that I snapped and their heads exploded at the same time is a coincidence just coincidence yeah. unless yeah. you're willing to say I'm a god and you want to crucify me yeah. turning and Lucifer into a martyr which I love Did that. Not, I, I know. Was, called their bluff, but they didn't. They didn't call her a god at the end. I know. I was. I was uh, so excited though because I love that Lucifer is just like, take me now. Like the whole yeah. idea of that scene was funny to me. Did you find something funny about that scene? How the guys had those fake wigs on? Oh, but well, they're British. That's how the British. They still do that today. Yeah, they say yeah. 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 Really? Yeah. Because I, I was looking at that and I was like. Huh. Well, I've gone to. Court. Well, we don't do the wig in Canada, but we yeah. still wear the gown. Yeah, you yeah, no, the, the, gown. the gown. I'm talking about the wigs. I'm like, I feel like that's not a 2000. No, I, I uh, think they still do it. I say, I, I think. I don't it, even know. I don't even know what time. Did they say any years? No, no, no they, yeah, say, they say it's present day. They yeah, say it's present day. Okay. Okay. All uh, right. But yeah, so you know, fast forward. The whole idea is that Lucifer kills the judge, even though mm -hmm. for anyone anyone who's reading it, Lucifer is adamantly proclaiming they didn't do it. And Laura is just like, I believe Lucifer, but everyone else isn't sure. And that kind of turns into now Lucifer is asked, uh, Amatseru, sorry, mm -hmm. I keep messing that up, to go get Ananke. And that's the first time you hear Ananke's name. Laura overhears that. And then Laura is now searching for Ananke to figure out who it is. At the same time, you get introduced to Baal, who's doing an interview. None of the other gods in the Pantheon are willing to do an interview after this happened. So they finally get one and Baal gets pissed off. And then, so we're starting to get introduced to more gods is essentially what the next book is about. Because um, Laura goes to the prison to talk to Lucifer and uh, and Lucifer realizes that oh well you're the only one who showed up so I might as well work with you mm -hmm. can you find out what's going on and then Ananke um, it's the only follower of the devil which I find is really important yes. to, to acknowledge yeah uh, and then Laura is like, okay, well I got to do this so Alora decides that she's gonna go work with Cassandra who is the unbeliever yeah. she also reencounters the story of when she actually turned which is like really cool because i thought it was like yeah. it's how you get like uh, anointed yeah um the only thing i thought was weird with this anake person like she seems to not die so is she just the real god and these are her playthings? that's what i was thinking through this whole book she's I'm more of a shepherd and 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 sort of like uh someone that maybe god the real top person sends down to make sure they're following you know the the schedule like if, <laughs> like, like if, if more we do, of a herald than anything yes okay. there you go okay because yeah. i was going to do the 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 example of like just to make it simple the greek thing where it's like she would be considered zeus and then like they're all her children they're that's all like what, the rest of the pantheon yeah no i mean yeah but zeus would be doing that dirty work himself is pretty much what i'm saying yeah mm -hmm. exactly you, you you're both kind of saying the same yeah. thing like yeah. you're saying would it be zeus or i guess mercury or sorry hermes yeah 
because Hermes is the herald of the gods, and then mm-hmm. is is she essentially the herald of the gods? I, I mean, I don't want to uh, tell you because I think there's a lot more interesting story to be told. But yeah, and, and so just to add to what you were saying earlier, so Laura actually meets Ball. Ball is pretty much you know, yeah, um, trying to tell them, hey, let the story go. Like Lucifer did it, and then eventually ended up uh, introducing Laura to the rest of the gods. Yeah, um, in this big room with the non K, um, and Laura tries to make the case for Lucifer, and again. Everyone was telling her, hey, let it go. She showed her true self into the world. She has to deal with the consequences, which I didn't really understand. Why not just wipe it? There's this like weird honor system that they have yeah. going. It's weird. The, the gods are really powerful, but they also seem like they need to respect the law of man, which I think it's like yeah. honor amongst thieves, uh, honor amongst thieves, more type of thing. Like maybe their maybe their honor of that is like we said, like, you know, they are supposed to um you know they're supposed to inspire they're supposed to uh, okay. they're supposed to yeah, inspire okay. they're supposed to show you the right way to go but it's just like you know argumentally if you were to like compare it to christianity for a moment like god created earth for humans to live yeah you have to live you have to learn how to properly live if you properly live you could come to the afterlife i'm not saying that they're going to touch on this they don't touch on that stuff at all yeah but if you take that mentality and bring it here maybe that's why like sure come see me sure i'll i'll make you jizz in your pants or i'll make you have like whatever the 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 enjoyment the it great is that inspiration you want. yeah i'll let you come and have the 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 cleansing of yourself if you will but like at the end of the day it's up to you to do you yeah 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 um so unless you're anointed by them yeah uh, I will mention one thing super quick. At one point, we did uh, before we got to meet all the gods. We met M- the Morgan, uh, like I was yeah. mentioning before, Annie, uh, the Bab, mm-hmm. and uh, Morgan, and her partner Baphomet. I think is his name. But like, are they part? Like, like, is it, because what's Baphomet? I don't even understand. Like, that's the thing. Like, is he a god? He's he's a demon of some sort. Probably yeah. Okay, so he's not a god though. He's not part of the twelve then. No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, and that's the thing. I got a little confused with that. The first time I read this, I didn't own the d- dictionary of mythology, okay. and since I've read it the second time, I'm now going to go back and look for all these gods. Okay, okay. Um, but uh, the only reason I bring that up is because Morgan and Baphomet are under uh, underworld gods, and Lucifer is an underworld god. So the idea uh-huh. that like th- that does come into play later on because they want to when the other gods have essentially given up on Lucifer. Laura is actively thinking, well, I at least know that if no one else cares for you, I can try and link you up with your other similar style gods. Which, but mind you though, Morgana or however you say her name. I just say Morgan. Morgan. She doesn't actually say I owe Lucy one. I owe you one. Yeah. She says that specifically. She, she's, she's, Laura seems to be maybe someone that they should have anointed, but they didn't find or something like that. I get that feeling within the few books because like you have moments where she's just yes she's obsessed with everything but even lucifer's like you're you're special like you're yeah. like i'm treating you like garbage and stuff but you're still coming back you know even more morgan is like you didn't have to do all this you're special i'm gonna give you a free pass if you will yeah. take that with you with how and do with what you choose with it yeah it's just interesting yeah i don't think lucifer is treating her like garbage artist she was harsh and like trying to make her sort of learn on her own, but yeah. not really being, she wasn't treating her like garbage. It was kind of like a Miyagi sort of situation with them. It was weird. True. Yeah. Um, and um, so what, what did you, Laura, Laura takes, 
Yeah, I just wanted to ask, what did you guys think? So you were mentioning the Pantheon scene where you meet most of the gods that have been awoken so far. Other than Lucifer, you have Sekhmet that you've seen. You've heard of Ananke. You've met Ametseru. Uh, but then you have Baal, Woden, and Minerva. Which one's Woden? I'm Woden is Odin. Um, yeah. That's, and that's the guy with the helmet, right? Yeah, so Odin... I thought it weird that he didn't have any presence, really. He just talked back, and that was basically it. Yeah, I thought, you know, as as someone who's read a lot about mythology and a lot of these gods i i minerva and woden i expected to have bigger roles mm. even in this because they're like minerva is one of the wisdom goddesses that's so, the little kid right yeah so it seemed kind of weird to me that in this situation of trying to figure out what the best course of action would be i, I get that ananke is the oldest one and, and gets to make decisions but to for everyone to kind of just not speak up in defense of finding a better plan than letting Lucifer be crucified and essentially turned into a martyr once again. I really don't understand Woden's appearance, though. That I thought was really weird. That, that is he's explained like, way later, like okay. literally towards the end. Okay. Yeah. One thing I thought think is cool, the things that I thought were cool of this, though, is that, again, it showed how important Laura is in, in some way how she's important because there's no way that you're letting A, a human to come in yes. and she talks back to, like, because all of them say, oh, I didn't do it. Oh, right. I didn't do it. Oh, I didn't. And she's like, you know what? Fuck this. Obviously, someone in this room most likely did it because yeah. you are all saying you didn't do it. And frankly, there could only be other than There's Lucy, a, other than Lucy of, yeah. who said that she didn't do it, and I believe her, it has to be one of you guys because unless someone put a bomb in that person's head and had the trigger, like, yeah. and knew that that well, was going to happen, is, like, the thing is, not... they all know that too, and a few of them even replied, "Well, yeah, you're right, it could have been me." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they outright say that. Yeah, um, I like when Ball says the... it could have been one of us, or you know, Lucy could be lying, and it was Lucy the whole time. Yeah. Exactly. So they, they're, it's like this game they're playing at the same time as they know they can't really fully come out and say they did it because Ananke would take their head off right in that moment. Yeah. Right. So it's not. Yeah. They. they it's. It's a pretty weird situation, especially once Laura takes that news back to Lucifer in jail and said, "Hey, they're actually going to kind of let you rot in here." And Lucifer just turned. She's like, yeah. Oh, fuck that shit. Up. I, her, went. Her, her eyes went from blue to red and. Uh, yeah, every time she uses her powers, which I thought was really cool. Just to add on to your point, sorry, Tobes. I think one of yeah. my favorite things is the fact that this entire time, and I don't know if this scene did the same thing for you guys, but the scene where she decides to leave the prison that she's been oh, in, because yeah. she's been in prison the whole time. Remember, because they all snapped their fingers to trigger their power, as far as people are concerned, they had her in finger cuffs so that she couldn't snap. Mm. And that scene actually reminded me a lot of, especially when she breaks out, it reminded me a lot of like the time Superman has been in prison or any of the major yeah, characters. He's just have been like, in prison. are we done yet? Yeah. Okay, like, I'm, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm done with this. I'm just going to break out. Like, yeah. It's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, you realize these are like, this is, this is an aesthetic for me. Yeah. Like, you like, know, I'm, I'm doing this because yeah. you want me to, but by no means are you, do you actually have any power over me? Yeah. And until for that, some reason you forget. Yeah. Because even though, you know, they're not allowed to use their powers in public and stuff like yeah. that. And that's the main restraint here is the main reason why she couldn't use her powers. It's so well done yes. that you feel like she's just going to end up staying there anyway because of that. If she's not innocent, then she would not be breaking free. Uh, I mean, sorry, if she really is innocent, she wouldn't be trying to break free. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that, that too. Hmm. 
I mean, uh, my yeah, my but, thing with it when I was watching, oh, well, reading it, not watching it. I think I say watching because I really do expect them to turn this into a movie at some point because it really does feel like mm-hmm. the type of story. That part, you, that part was so visual; it did it for me. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's the thing. That specific scene where Lucifer is just like, "Well, I'm not staying in the prison if you guys, yeah. you guys can't just let Lucifer stay here to rot. You guys are crazy." But and then just breaks the finger cuffs, says one, two, three, four, no snap, just. The, the finger cuffs just pop off. I think it's more like the concept that she's like, okay, I'm playing by the rules. Oh, you guys are all throwing. Yeah, like, no okay, I, I broke me. a rule, but like, if put me put me in a prison, but put me in one of our prisons, mean like put me in like a hotel suite yeah. or something like that. You're not gonna put me in a, a human prison out of all yeah. things. And okay, everyone's gonna fuck with me. Fine, then I'm done. Yeah, like, and that which makes sense because Lucifer would not play by the rules eventually and be like that. But one thing, just to backtrack for like a moment. Mm. Uh, one thing that made this really real for me when they're all in the room with uh, Laura, all the other gods and Minerva is there and she's like, I'm like 14 years old. I don't yeah. want to be a God. Yeah. I don't want to die when die. I'm 16 years old. Like yeah. this is bullshit, which made it me, made me really feel like, do they get a choice? Are they born into it? Or is it really Anake has like some weird, I think, Anake, I think, Anake, yeah, I think Anake knows who is to be selected. Okay. At least from what I understand, even as someone who's... I haven't read the comic in a long time, so I don't specifically remember the motivation. But from what I understand, it seems like there are specific people who are tapped. And those specific people... And and yeah, it sucks because, I mean, even when you were discussing at the beginning, there are four people at that table. One of the four people in that original snap is a child. And looks younger than Minerva. Looks Mm -hmm. younger than 14. Oh, yeah. She looks like me, 10 years old. Yeah, looks really, really young. Yeah. Uh, Which is weird that they're all young people that they have to select. I mean, I don't necessarily think that the people always have to be young. It's just that they, they don't. They don't. It's just a, it is as random as it can be yeah. at that point. And it's trying to show how random it is. So Lucifer escapes from prison in this magnificent, huge um, heel turn, sort of. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of looks like Superman's Italy. fight in A Man of Steel. Yes, yeah. and it leads to this big battle, so to speak. Actually, kind of like Batman versus not Batman versus Superman, but the Justice League movie, yeah. where uh, Superman is now out of his coma, and you know he doesn't oh, really remember yeah. anyone. Yeah, and now his friends and his teammates have to fight against him to keep him down. Yeah. And this is what happens: it's a huge showdown between all the gods versus Lucifer, and Lucifer puts up a pretty good fight. Yeah, I mean, Ahmed Saru is like, "Yo, uh, can you please just not do this?" And then Lucifer's like, nah, you guys were going to let me rot in prison. I'm not down with that. And then our boy Ball shows up and does full lightning strike. Like full Thor like, destruction. That was a beautiful panel. Oh, like, yeah. That, I, w- I want that as a poster. Like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Like I would maybe remove Amitseru. I may remove the two late, but like, yeah. Yeah. But it's crazy. Like Even the one where he's coming out of the fire. That's a yeah. good one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did that's when really she's like, "Holy shit!" With, uh, <laughs> did some really good work with uh, with Ball here. Yeah, and yeah, um, you're right. Even Lucy starts to realize, like, "Oh, f- this dude is not playing." Like, <laughs> he's, yeah. like <laughs> he's like, he's like, believe that he's probably the one who did the snap to begin with because he's trying <laughs> to get rid of her so badly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I mean, Lucifer starts losing towards the end because she's facing all of them by herself. Yeah. And Laura, during this time, actually ran off to find Morrigan. Yeah. in a desperation move to have Morgan save Lucifer and, you know, give Lucifer a way out of this mess and succeeds in convincing Morgan to help. Uh, Morgan comes and saves Lucifer from this whole inferno. 
yeah uh, that's going on around her um and they kind of have a peaceful moment there no for her for a bit very peaceful can i say one thing though and i i yeah. I, I noticed this the first time and i noticed it again when i read it when yeah. she when laura jumps in front of a train because the only way to get down to the morrigan is to go down in the underground and that's where she lives she almost dies and at one point morgan pulls her off and says gentle annie will be coming for you soon enough yes i thought that was i was like i remember the first and second time reading this and being like damn like generally mean like the reaper of death is that what's the well because Annie, because she has the three personalities and annie was the one that last time we saw her helped bring the cop back from being unconscious but it seems like annie might also be like you're saying like a uh, a reaper or some kind of significance with relation to death yeah which also made me feel more like i don't know like again i've not read ahead and i know that there's only supposed to have 12 and they obviously already selected the 12 yeah something like i feel like something about her is like either a you're going to become a god one you're going to replace one of these gods one is going to die too early or i'm actually might my my theory with her Mm. she's going to be the new anake oh interesting based off of the the new anake it, or a non, I know, a non however you spell it, however yeah. you say it there, because like we'll never she's say she's clearly <laughs> really she's clearly really really old, and I bet there's gonna be at some point in time where she's gonna be too um, jaded from like because she obviously doesn't enjoy like when in the first book where you see the the original from ninety years ago when yeah. they die she's not she doesn't enjoy it like, yeah you could tell that you could tell like she knows what she has to do but she's not enjoying it whereas like Laura seems to be making more equal decisions yeah and then when you see them all in the room for example and they can't even like confess who's screwing around yeah you see like okay well you're all being biased so i always thought that either a she's gonna become a god or she's gonna be one of these things obviously at least a bare minimum she's gonna become one of uh lucifer's demons yeah in at least one shape or form and yeah and i do think yeah because you're right they do already have what seems to be the pantheon but you do notice that you can the the gods can imbue other people with powers mm. because like woden mm-hmm. has all those uh val- like asian girl valkyries yeah and um which makes sense if he's odin because then that's like his children yeah and then uh i don't remember who else had but there's someone else that has like a follower um Later on, though, when the Morgan finally does show up and help out Laura and Lucifer, I I, I do enjoy that you f- start to see the Lucifer, who is so confident and so boisterous, has now stepped back and is just like, I messed she's this been up. Humbled. Yeah, she's legit been humbled. Like, mm. w- it's one thing for her to be like braggadocious. It's another thing when the gods all Beat are. Shit yeah, out they. Of her. <laughs> I do like how she's drawn, though. Once again, Toby mentioning the art, her panel where she has what looks like a Harley Quinn kind of design over one eye and a Joker smile on the other side of the face. That was kind of an interesting. I don't know if that was intentional, but it was just I thought that was kind of cool. I'm happy that they called out that she looks like David Bowie. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really happy because I'm like when I read, I'm like, it looks a lot like David Bowie. And then like later on, they make fun of like, okay, good. Like That's like a thing. Good. Yeah, that's great. It looks like a ripoff. Like right away. I was like, this is kind of weird. But mind you, though. Yeah. So. The the Morrigan seems to have this like weird Morrigan has a mulligan when it comes to the gods where like she's you can't go underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean the whole plan here was to uh, was to save Lucy and bring Lucy to Morrigan's lair, like this underground act that no one can really no one really has access to and it's dangerous to get to. That there was this whole like there was this whole mystique around it. Um, when we first got introduced to it. So I think Lucy was like ready to go- start living a life of a recluse. Yeah. 
uh, it's kind of accepting it and she starts walking out the door and guess who's waiting right outside the door with a click Ananke Ananke <laughs> um, so brutal I think that's it I think we should end it there and just let people go read the rest uh, no, I'm kidding <laughs> gonna I mean you know what though I honestly the little last thing though no you I know but well. I actually kind of wish it ended there uh, yeah, I, I, I really well, wanted it to at end. At least that issue. Yeah, yeah that issue. Yeah. I agree with that. That issue, yeah. Because And then you kind of and then you fast forward to ten years later or whatever how long it was that you fast forward to book six. It's right? not ten years later. From that no, point. no, it's there, yeah. there's no, still... sorry, I, I know it's not ten years later, actually. Oh. I, I, mis- I misspoke there. But you skip that part and then you fast forward to that part where you finally see Laura a few I don't know, a month. I I don't know how long it is in between the, the event of the click on after, Lucifer yeah, after and, she's mourned yeah yeah whatever how long that took and then you don't really know what happened at that point and you start to learn as the story goes with flashbacks and stuff like that that would have been cool to add to yeah uh, issue six but yeah. I, I do like how they end the issue with th- they essentially did what coyotes did in a way like how dare you but compare did, these two books yeah, I know, I know. Like, I'm not saying this is the best book in the world but how dare you compare but, it to the coyotes but, <laughs> remember the way that coyotes really wanted to set up for the future so they have that yeah. kind of flat forward yeah this one ends with Laura kind of being like well okay that was shitty like everything I hoped for I met all the gods I was such a like fangirl I was so excited about all of this I went through everything and I then, almost saved Lucifer and then yeah. I just had someone come snatch all my victory away exactly. from me with the and you know why Laura was really into it is because Lucifer also promised her a little gift yeah uh, at the beginning Lucifer yeah. promised her that you know I'll give you a little taste of what we're like um we, but which I didn't I mean, we do get it though. No, uh, before Lucifer dies. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. 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 Lucifer says, "I." Lucifer dies. Yeah, yeah. She, she she tosses uh, Laura a pack of cigarettes and says, "Here's your reward." And you're like, yeah. a "Pack of cigarettes? Why is that my reward after everything you said you'd give me?" Um, and then to your story earlier is, at the end, Laura, you know, is dejected. Yeah. Um, she's like, everything failed. Takes a cigarette out of the pack. And goes to put it in her mouth and, sn- and then clicks her finger and the cigarette lights up. <laughs> and you're like, whoa. And then that's how you went. And then that fades to black. Yeah. So what I would have done was Lucifer's so head. So much movie. So much movie. Yeah, this is yeah. It's, yeah. for sure. The, the person who wrote this was just like, I am storyboarding the movie for you. Like yeah. when you make this into a movie, I've already done the shots, the angles. Yeah, the, you don't the have to zoom. do any work. Yeah. Just, just get the right actors, actors get the yeah. right, get, right, right director. One thing though, I thought was cool though, in the in the in the fading moments, like so she does the cigarette click. But I like her reaction. She's like, she's not smoking the cigarette. It's just slowly burning. Yeah, and like that's the only light in the room, and she's completely freaked out. And then the second it goes out, she's like, "Fuck, this isn't over." <laughs> yeah, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not over." <laughs> like it's crazy. Okay, well, guys, it, it was definitely a twist that made me want to read more. Yeah, and and as someone, yeah, oh, by the way, she didn't also just click out of nowhere. She's just sitting there, took the cigarette pack out because she was thinking about Lucifer. Yeah, and then she's like, one cigarette in a box. This was her final gift. <laughs> Take the, takes the cigarette out, and she's like, what would Lucifer do? Yeah, and then she just clicks her finger, just like, oh, this is what Lucifer would do. And then the cigarette lights up, and and then like Dave says, she watched the whole cigarette burn down because she was in such shock that that just happened. And so and- it was kind of cool yeah and i like if i hadn't read ahead dave's theory about the power passing on 
or replacement this because that that makes sense to me yeah like that's where i was the first time i read it i was just like oh yo i think she's the new lucifer and i thought that was super uh, cool i thought right. that was really really cool um i read the, i read the a few pages in the next one and it's kind of ironic what's happening to her but like i'm yeah. not i'm not going to speak to that you should continue yeah i think i think we should end it right there yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we did a great i don't i don't have any more thoughts I, I think we went over it pretty pretty well yeah i liked it uh so we go, we're gonna be going into our next segment guys if you guys uh listen to the show you know what's up that's non-canon mm-hmm. dave you want to do a breakdown yeah we're going to be doing uh uh god slash devil slayers in this one mm-hmm. just because i thought if i tried to get all gods it'd just be a never-ending fight so what we got going on is we have wonder woman from dc fame uh with guts from a berserker fame, uh, sorry, berserk fame, which is a, a famous. Oh, manga. is that what you were trying to send us in a chat? I didn't check it out. No, it's okay. I'll explain um, him because I know you need okay. a little bit more. Don't worry about that. So that's uh, from more manga anime fame uh, versus Hercules from Marvel and Kratos from the 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 video game God of War. So I'll just give a few notes about Kratos and a few notes about guts because they're the ones that are a little bit not necessarily comic book related so kratos is uh well he's he's in fact that a god slayer he's his mission in the video games of god of war is to kill all the greek gods from my understanding uh he eventually well he does take on gods so that's why he was put on this list uh obviously excessively powerful great tactician definitely knows how to throw shit down uh he also from my understanding becomes Ares eventually in the or takes the place of yeah, Ares. Takes the place, yeah. so that's really good and it's really good that he's going against guts because guts is a Oh, how to describe him? He is, uh, he's, he's a, he's what is the initial berserk? Uh, berserk back in uh, lore of like medieval times is that a guy who would keep on fighting until his muse basically told him to stop. He has very similar traits to that. He is a man who uh, has fought everything and everything, even in his actual in his universe. He fought uh, Zod, uh, which is basically the god of war and. I'm not going to spoil anything because like it's not one confrontation they have, but he's well more than taking his own. He has a sword that is literally the size of him that he can wield with one hand, which just shows how much strength he has, mm. uh, which again is very comparable to Kratos. Mm. Uh, what's really important though is that he's uh, he follows a certain leader for a very long time, this guy named Griffith, uh, and they both have this thing called a bailiff. Uh, Griffith basically is actually turned into the devil in their series. And what happens with Guts is he has uh, a demon that eventually goes inside of him. Uh, a demon that basically brings him to kind of like werewolf type tendencies. Like he could turn into that thing for a little bit, but he always goes back to his same. Uh, important things that he's done, he's gone against, he's actually been put in hell, fought all the demons in hell, and then was able to fight them long enough until someone was able to extract him. He's missing a hand, and what did he do with that hand? He replaced it with like a hand cannon that could destroy demons. Like it, he kills demons with it. It's actually super dope. Uh, he has one eye oh, as well because of his his fights. Uh, he has a special armor. This armor is basically kind of powered by his will and rage. Which if he's let's say his arm is broken, the armor will like snap everything back in place and make it work. So that's just it. That's all. So Wonder Woman and guts versus Hercules and Kratos. I'll let you guys go on the floor because I have a. I I, I know exactly. How I I think this would go down. But I'll let you guys. Go with it. Uh, Wonder Woman and Guts. <laughs> say, say why. <laughs> Go on with uh, the why. Well, uh, only because already Wonder Woman isn't going to fall to Hercules. No. Uh, like, as, as strong as Hercules. Not a demigod. Yeah, as strong as 
uh, and funny enough, they're both demigods. Yeah, I was right? about to that's, say, like, that's where in, I thought there was a... In modern lore, they're both depicted as demigods. Uh, Wonder Woman originally wasn't depicted as a demigod. She was just a clay that was brought to life by the gods, uh, by Zeus himself. So, either way, um, but coming down to the fight, because Hercules has always been depicted more recently as kind of a joke in the Marvel Universe... And then even more recently than that, he's depicted as someone who's trying to redeem himself because he was depicted as a joke. Whereas Wonder Woman has always been depicted as, I'm Wonder Woman. I'm here for And Disney. then he was also depicted as a joke by Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that too. <laughs> uh, but like, you know, Wonder Woman is, to me, just stronger than Hercules. I don't see Hercules holding his own against her for that long in the, you know, he, he took over for the Hulk in the Incredible Hurt comic book for a long time. He's gone and through a lot. I like the story of Hercules. Yeah, itself, I love the story his, of Hercules. His actual come up, yeah. But his actual strength in the end, he's just, I don't think he's as strong as Wonder Woman is in the end. Uh, the, he's got strong. indomitable will, I'll give him that, but that's yeah. not going to save you against Wonder Woman. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, she's been, <laughs> she's been tapped by, will. yeah, she's been tapped by too many gods and, and like blessed by too many gods to fall to Hercules that easily, which then brings us to Kratos. So Kratos and Guts, I mean, that's a pretty interesting fight based on what you've described from Guts and what I've read. Um, there's a lot to read on Guts. Uh, so unfortunately I could not go through all of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, but based on everything you've described, uh, I mean, Guts and Kratos both sound like it would be. A, a fight for the ages. Mm -hmm. um, Kratos would not want to go down, would not bend the knee. But because Hercules is his partner and Hercules isn't there to help, I do see Wonder Woman and Guts getting the advantage eventually. Uh, I think... Uh, so for, for me, it's more... Guts and Kratos are evenly matched and would be a, a, a really epic battle. But Wonder Woman defeats Hercules easier. And I see Wonder Woman and Guts then beating Kratos. And Kratos doesn't have extra lives. Yeah, does it have what? <laughs> extra lives? It's one and done. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's that's hilarious. I, yeah, for a second time, I was like, "What is he talking about?" Oh, right, of course. Extra video. lives or, <laughs> yeah. or, or checkpoints. Yeah, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't have any uh, yeah. one ups or whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I agree a lot with that. Uh, basically, how I would see it is, if you took out Wonder Woman and Hercules, I think Kratos and Guts would. I don't think they would ever stop fighting. Like yeah, it's one exactly. of those forever fights because because you, you already know that Kratos can do that. Yeah. Uh, Guts has actually fought a hundred guys in a war. Like he was wounded as fuck. He was protecting someone. Told that girl to run. Got shot up with arrows because he had to protect her. He's like, shut the fuck up, run already. Don't try and like save me. Yeah. And you talk on a hundred people. It was an epic thing. You guys should watch the anime. It's awesome. Uh, the original one, not the uh, the new movies. But basically, it's how I say it. they'd be fighting for days, if not weeks, if not months, yeah. if just gone going. Wonder Woman and Hercules, I think, would maybe fight for a, a solid day. But then, you know, I agree. I think Wonder Woman would take on yeah. Hercules. Uh, and it's not to take anything away. Like, Hercules was, as you said, like, he replaced Hulk. That, 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 like, when I read that, I was like, okay, that's what's making me put him in the mix. Because I think, yeah. like, Hulk versus Wonder Woman would be good. But I'm not going to put Hulk in this because it's not really a god slayer in that yeah. point. But as you said, I think that they would have a fight. Wonder Woman would be down for a while. Eventually lick some of her wounds and be like, oh, fuck, we're still in this? All right, I'm going to get up. I'm going to help him. And then that would tilt. Yeah, that's my the, thing. Yeah, that's what would happen. Especially also, you know, we talked. You talked a lot about what the guts is weapons. Kratos has a lot of weapons himself. Oh yeah, he has a shield that can turn people to stone. He has like so. We're not talking he, like he's not coming to this fight empty-handed. You know, the no. idea no. is you. Whenever you get thrown into this pit, you come with whatever you have on you. So Wonder Woman has her lasso. Hercules has his mace. Guts has his weaponry. Kratos has his weaponry. Mm. So you know, Hercules, his mace, and Wonder Woman's. We've seen Wonder Woman with that lasso. 
you're not beating her. I'm yeah. sorry. The second you try and hit her with the mace, she throws a lasso, does her leg kick thing where she pulls down your hand, you know, side kicks you in the head. Herc's already like getting headshots and has a concussion. Mm. You know, and she, if she has her sword and her, her shield on her by chance as well, God, then you're, yeah. you're done. If she has her full set, you're you're screwed. Yeah. Um, and then Kratos, same thing, you know, as you play throughout the game, and I'm not considering the latest game because I haven't even played that one, but even just the weapons he collects until before that game, good Epic. God, you yeah, know, like, yeah. so. Like, like, that's why I said, like, for Guts and Kratos, <laughs> it would be, like you said, it'd be an epic, I want to see that in a comic book. I almost, yeah. like, I wouldn't care who would win, but, like, it would be very evenly matched. I would be down for them to could put. We, could we have done with an R-rated Wonder Woman, I wonder? Definitely. Mm, I think it should have been. I think, it, especially the Themyscira fights. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's true. But sorry, but sorry yeah. Toby. What do you just agree with? It? Like, you, uh, you didn't. Uh, what's your? I, I agree with everything hands down. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was interjecting where I could, but I definitely agree with that. With that analysis, okay. in my opinion, okay. mainly because I think Wonder Woman on that side is just they can handle Kratos easily and just double team Hercules. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, either Hercules, way, you do it. Yeah, yeah. Once Hercules is out, you, you you have Wonder Woman and Guts together. Even if. Guts like ends up falling. I feel like Kratos and Hercules versus Wonder Woman turns into a pretty insane fight. I, I, I agree, but I think I understand when you guys definitely like I said, I think clear clear very clear that Wonder Woman would beat Hercules, but I think not as Can Hercules fly as you without guys. Pegasus? No, right? No, no but he's essentially like the Hulk, he could jump like yeah. really, 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 really far. Yeah, but she's got high ground. I don't know. Yeah, she yeah. flies. A- That's true. Yeah, there's like so many <laughs> things that like I mean, uh, unless Kato- Kratos is constantly doing uh, Hero's Ascension, where he like does that levitation thing, mm-hmm. he's not gonna be doing that the whole fight. Like, because yeah. can, can Guts fly or anything? Does no, he- no. Guts is Guts is purely a human who has a demon inside of him that, and he has like let's put it this way: his will to he's like the Rage Lanterns of a human without a ring. Okay, yeah. Like he's that crazy. Uh, he's the type of guy that if you challenge him, he's like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And does he, he have? He, the, does he have shields? Uh, or is he all he, no? Offensive? But you have to understand his his sword is so big it is used as a shield. Okay. Like his sword is like when he puts it on his back, it's the length of his. The top is the length of his shoulders. No, I saw the, that. The Final Fantasy. Uh, Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, it basically is. The only reason I say that is because Kratos does have a shield. The, the um, I don't remember what it's called, but the one where like anything you throw at it, it bounces back the energy as strong. Like a, an equally strong energy. So if his sword is all powerful and he hits that shield, that shield would bounce guts back pretty hard. But I still think that just comes down to them fighting forever as opposed to one of them winning over the other. But guts is also, and I'm not trying to sway anymore, but like guts has also broken things that were deemed unbreakable with his sword. I'm in this scenario. I'm guessing no one's weapons break though. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't. Because then we could just be like, well, then you know the mace gets broken. That like, like the only thing I think Kratos might have over guts is he'd probably be a bit more tactful. But I'm also assuming that we're taking the guts where he's like, because there's there's a difference between young guts and older guts. Yeah. Like young guts is well, like we're doing older guts. Yeah, yeah we're doing yeah. like the like them at their best at this yeah. point. So yeah. yeah. Okay. All Very right. Cool. So that said, we have our victors: mm. Wonder Woman and guts defeating. Kratos and Hercules. And if you guys have a second opinion, please, by all means, hit us up in our mm-hmm. comments below and let us know. What do you think? Who do you think would win? Who do you think would lose? And, you know, explain, you know, bring your facts, play the play the game. I'm down. A strong Franklin on the gram. Mm-hmm. And final thoughts on the W and the D. <laughs> <laughs> Darkwing Death? What um, <laughs> the Wicked plus the Divine. <laughs> Uh, I will say this. Uh, I, I love the art mm-hmm. the whole way through. I thought the art was very crisp, was very clean. 
Yeah, uh, and and I, that's the one thing I am always a stickler about it, whether it be in comic books or in anime stuff. Don't make it too hard to, to visualize what's going on. And they did a really good job about that. Yeah. Uh, I think they did a really good job of sparking curiosity. Yeah. Uh, uh, not so, a lot happened, though. That no. was a little... Mm, so one of the things well, a lot a lot did happen, but a lot of it was a lead in and I feel like it was an origin story for Laura. And yes, I feel yeah. like the story is going to continue and tell you how she, whatever the next set of her adventures are. That's all we're going to get here. So this to me was a very well told origin story in the sense that like you didn't get the origin story of the gods, really. It was just was a veil for an origin story for Laura. It was yeah, pretty well done. I, in in the last episode we did Grifter and in this episode we did this story and both I would say come down to being pre preludes preludes to longer running stories. Yeah, that's the sense I got. Like both stories feel like they were building up to a lot more going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and one was more rushed than the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what's your score? Would you uh, give it I would I would say. 3.5 somewhere between 3.5 3.75 but i'm gonna do a 3.5 because as much as it was interesting part of me was like is it gonna get repetitive in certain regard like i i was still like no i want i wasn't on the fence i was still interested but i was like if you don't woo me in the next few more issues i might not continue reading. that's fair that's fair toby okay uh i like this i like where it's going actually i was the opposite at first i was like what is this <laughs> why are these gods pop stars and <laughs> where is it where is this going but it really started picking up when laura got involved and like her story with lucifer sorry started to evolve is what yeah. i meant to say um and yeah now i'm curious to see what exactly lucifer left behind how is laura gonna get to where she needs to get to because right now she's kind of depressed with everything that went down and doesn't know what else to do with her life yeah she cut her hair you know, yeah, yeah. usually when someone cuts their hair, they're having a midlife crisis or something. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it was, I, I really thoroughly enjoy this. And I'll probably continue reading, to be honest, to see where it goes. Uh, I'm going to give this a 3.75 out of 5. Okay. Okay. For for a, a hidden origin story. Yeah. what I'm going to call it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I read this the first time, read this again for this show. And everything I liked about it the first time, and even with the things that I knew what they were about to happen and even having read ahead i still really enjoyed the way they structured this first arc Mm. um i I think the writers and the artists did an exceptional job especially the artists like like we were talking about the scenes with ball and the fight with lucy and like some of the art really is poster quality like i would want this framed in my house um, the story is great. I think it's very interesting. And Toby, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said a kind of hidden origin because it really does come across as, hey, here are all these gods, and then here's this kid who's fascinated by them, and then you kind of just watch. And it and it could have easily gone sideways. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. they they found a way to keep, rein it in and keep keep it under control. And they, I, they didn't show all their their they didn't show their hand or yeah. too early. And I like how all the players, you know had their little moments mm-hmm. they all had their little moments and and that was one of the other things i feel like they developed enough of the characters as opposed to like i didn't get enough of everyone but i got just enough to enjoy my trip yeah so yeah uh I'm, yeah th- yeah <laughs> <laughs> trip. that's one thing reading this on lsd would probably not be good for somebody <laughs> i've never done no. drugs but from what people tell me about lsd this do not read this if you're on LSD because that will do some <laughs> trippy ish to you. Uh, 3.75. I think that's a pretty fair score okay. all all around. Uh, I don't know what 3.75 nope. is times three, but <laughs> it's 75. percent 
Oh, okay, there you go. There you go. So yeah, that's it. All right. That's it, man. That's the whole show, guys. Cool. Well, what, do you to, what do you want to tell the people, Dave? Uh, I'm just going to say uh, Instagram at underscore, oh, sorry, at Merck underscore Witta, W-I-T-T-A underscore mouth. Uh, you can also catch me up on um, squared idea dash, uh, squared dash idea dot com. Follow us on Facebook. Follow, find us on Instagram. You could also f- uh, find Chris uh, Nicholson, Mike Wilcox, the originators of the the company there, as well as find out which artists we have going on. We have a good couple of books going out by now, probably a good five that are either out or in the development of being out. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's all. Toby. Not much more than at that fit, dude. On the gram. And then you guys can follow me at <laughs> Brian H O L I D A E on Instagram as well. You follow all things Franklin Armstrong at FranklinArmstrong.com. Uh, hit us up on our Facebook too, uh, Facebook.com slash Franklin Armstrong D O T C O M. And if you guys are interested in catching the latest episodes of all things Franklin Armstrong, follow us on Instagram at A Strong Franklin. You can hit up our link tree. That's L I N K T R dot E E slash A Strong Franklin. And it has a link to the latest episode of every episode from the collective guys that's it that's all that's the whole show thank you so much for tuning in we out peace see ya